Exact coordinate, signal, exact direction, course confirmed. Like population of what 33 34 million remember, yeah. talk, remember talking about well they, they they i think the number they want is they want uh at least one percent that's uh, way beyond one percent though that's uh what is that oh yeah five hundred thousand to 30 10 percent would be 3.3 yeah okay yeah so yeah, yeah like, okay we're yeah, I th- yeah, but I think that's definitely that. Yeah, that's that's their one percent over is, year, is, over is year, one percent every year, and that's exponential growth, right? Because that one percent's always growing, yep. right? It's like, I don't know how the fuck that's sustainable. It, it's it, it's strange. It's just a really strange thing, and you know, it's I don't know what they're voting. Well, it's <laughs> it, it's about yeah, voting. No, you're that's right. That's all I feel it is. It is. It's largely generated by voting. It's largely generated by uh, you know, trying to get cheaper workers too cuz that is wholeheartedly that. And then there's the aspect of actually trying to get top talent. Which I don't think Canada it can ever really compete in that regard. Yeah, I don't we're, feel like we're, we're in that. We lose cycle. our top talent. Yeah. We don't get top talent. Like he, we had Elon Musk and then we lost him. Even that, no, but like, no, but like, not not even. I don't even think he really counts because he moved at a young age. But like, say, like a a person, because we have top level uh, educations places, yeah. But our top, the people don't stay. No, they 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 don't train them and everything, and then they just leave. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I work with some guys that that were engineers in their field. Like one guy's from China. He was an electrical engineer, and I work alongside him. There was a guy from Germany who was a mechanical engineer. Yeah, and these guys come over, and they're really, really intelligent, very smart guys. Well, no, what I'm saying, like the top, our our brain drain is like we export more people. I would say than we 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 retain. Well, I guess a smart mind is going to go where they're wanted or hired. Well, or, you, well, you'll get the money for here, and that's yeah, that's yeah, they that's could be valuing yeah different things in life. But you know, immigration—it's been going on since like our our ancestors or like our our parents, uh, grandparents. It's, it's, it's different now, though. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, to me, I find the whole narrative different. Like it's yeah. it really seems like it's all about votes and keeping power in, and you see that within the states, you see that within Canada, you see that within the open borders in Europe. It just seems to disperse the population, divide the population from a consensus vote, and you can see the marketing and the advertising and the. Like, what was that Trump tweet I saw this week? Um, the Democrats allow all illegal aliens free and unlimited health care. Like, they voted for that. Well, yeah, they had that in the Democratic debate. They're, and they asked them all if they wanted to provide health care for all the illegal illegal immigrants. Isn't that crazy? All put their hands up. What are, what are we yeah. missing there? All put They're their unified hands up. on that. And that's just absurd because you, how many people are on the streets of the United States that don't have that? Exactly. They, they were born. And they were, and, yeah. they, and they, and you know, it's not necessarily that, you know, they, they are deserving of no. it outright, right? But even that, because they got a different system. But even then, you'd think you'd be like, we need to, to, to deal with the people on our streets first, not, you know. I agree. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's a strange priority. It's just maddening. I don't know how, like, and you just I mean, see it every country. It's strange like thing. It's Canada isn't exactly squeaky clean on that regard no, either. I don't because think so. 
like between uh, I mean, who here is status? I mean, uh, anyone? Yeah. You're, so you have medication covered and you've got your prescription eyewear covered. Yeah, but uh, the way it works is that if you have any coverage through work first, it's used that way. But no, but if you, but no, but so you didn't have. Yeah, coverage if I didn't have a job, yeah. But even so, that that's irrelevant. You have that above anyone else because of having a status card. Yeah. If you don't have a status card, you have to pay for your prescriptions, which can be expensive, and you have to pay for your eyewear, which could be really expensive. And how many people's eyes are perfect till they're old? Till you're till Not dead. Perfect, no. But even this, so you will you will definitely need corrective lenses at some point. And you know, I would say that probably costs people. Uh, you know, easily a thousand bucks a year. Yeah, because it's it's like anything else you own. You if you bring it around with you every day, it's eventually gonna break if you yeah. just drop it. Yeah, most people have like, you know, sunglasses and as well as you know, yeah, and daytime good, use. Good, yeah, good exactly. ones are expensive. Yeah, see, like I do see the political aspect of immigration and whatnot, but I'm just kind of saying like over the century, regardless of the pol- political aspect, that people have been immigrating. Oh, of course, the country, and yeah. especially because North America is like. You know, Europe and Asia has been so densely populated for so long, and then it not necessarily kind of like, Europe, but well, you, you know what I mean about in the sense that North America has kind of only been northern. discovered, you know, and quotations right in the last few hundred years, what few and a hundred, three hundred fifty years or so. So there's always been people coming here, like like that's what I, I told you guys. I just met a family from BC for the first time, and I learned a little bit more about our history, like. Turns out my grandfather's grandfather immigrated here from Russia. Oh, okay. Full Russian. I had no idea we have Russian in our in our family line. Hmm. We we could be related, right? I've got I've got I've, I've got a Russian quarter. I never knew that. I thought it was like German, Ukrainian, Ojibwe kind of heritage, and then all of a sudden I hear about this Russia. So now like I got Wait, this. What, what side is that? I got uh, it's on my uh, grandmother's side. Which yeah, which what's the uh, like of your dad's side? Like your dad or your mom? This is on. Oh, this, sorry. This is my mom's side. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. My mom's uh, great grandfather, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was a born Russian and born Russian, yeah. Russian heritage and, and everything. That, that's yeah. when Neat. your family, I guess, emigrated here. Well, from that side, right? Uh, but then on my dad's side, a family that emigrated here from uh, Germany. So there's a like German side, Ukrainian, Russian now, like. Just a kind of a melting pot in the yeah. end, eh? Oh, there. it is, yeah. I, but it, but it's different now, though, because at, at we have way more tourist immigration. Because how how many how long did it take, uh, uh, you know, our, our great grandparents to get here? It took it, it took weeks. Yeah, that's right. Boat rides and, uh, and and not everybody got on. Like a lot of people got turned around. Yeah, yeah. they weren't allowed. And then some people got here, got to like no development areas. And they were like, well, you know what? Just go back to, you know, where, where there is no development. It's really no different, right? But you know what? Go back to your homeland type thing. Now that we're talking about it, right? Like back in the day, it was like Canada said, people immigrate here and we'll give you acres of land. Yeah, they gave them, they gave them free land. It was yeah. non-tailored in but any way. But you had to work yeah, that land. It was, oh, yeah. it was, it was you would raw bring in material. It was raw material, basically. Yeah, it and wasn't like you uh, you'd bring it. in uh, and it's wasn't, and, and, and there's nobody owns land, technically. No, I, I agree with that as you well. Own, you only own like the first little top part. Yeah. And even then, the government could still, especially in the city, they'd be like, well, you know, we got to use this area type thing. Well, yeah, that's why if you strike oil, like farmers, there's a certain rate called a land rights or some right where if you strike oil, if the farmer doesn't have that right, uh, that none of that oil is theirs. They'll get a super small percentage and like the, like a, pretty much like a flat rate for, sorry, we're obstructing your, this portion of your field, wow. but we're, we're going to siphon the oil out. I'm the, I'm the only one here that has no 
indigenous contribution, eh? Métis, Métis, you're pretty much full at this point. Like you're full? like uh, yeah. What's what, what would you? Um, what's your spread? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll just I'll yeah. just say percentages based on what I know, but like loots, it could change. Um, I would say half French. So um, you're so you're you're Métis as well. Quarter Aboriginal, German, and English. Okay. So you're uh, effectively you're you're Métis at that point. I don't I don't to be honest I don't say I am anything. All right, but I I understand the oh, classification. I'm, I'm, well, I'm because I'm just saying that because that is a different type of Canadian than say myself because I have no Indigenous uh, ancestry whatsoever. Yeah, well, that's fair. And that is a different that is a different. Uh, classification of Canadian because I feel it's divided up amongst three groups right now. You've got immigrant Canadians, colonist Canadians, and indigenous Canadians. That's the way the government has parked Canadians. Not necessarily on paper, but how they talk about Canadians, I feel that's the spread. Yeah, I, I can see that. And it's just the nature of current immigration is i just feel it's a, it's it's an era of way like with air travel now it's made things so much closer well like getting back to like the immigration reason like what is the reason for having so many people brought in like what is that reason like what is our game plan as canadians to bring in 500,000 cuz we care about these people man <laughs> it's not that but what is it like it, it really feels to me you come to Canada, we give you opportunity. These are all great things. And I'm not saying people should not be deserving of this. You come to Canada, we give you this, you know, we give you housing, we give you opportunity, we give you free healthcare, give you education. We, there's a lot of great things about that. And that's awesome. But hey, who, under what leadership? Who invited you? Exactly. <laughs> who invited you to the party? And so then I think there's some intrinsic, yeah, maybe I should keep them around. And I, that's how I feel immigration is today, where it's just a political ploy. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's they've also parked that in a conversation where you can't argue against it because if you do, you're a racist or a bigot, or all that or both. Read something about this so today and this this today actually, and it was so nice. I I'm not going to be able to put it out verbatim. Yeah, just put it out whatever however base you can remember it. I don't know if I don't know if it applies, but when. When people, where we're, we're at a stage, I find in human consciousness, when people apply or challenge you with those types of words, the goal is not just to necessarily argue it through it. My understanding is to just kind of process what they're trying to say and just have a conversation about it. What do you, uh, See, that's why I'm saying I'm butchering it. Fair enough. It stops any kind of conversation. It just ends yeah, right there. And, and the thought is to go ab- above that and, and to go beyond that. And it sucks that we have these words that immediately so, put it, us. It, in- it, all right. So what do you mean? Like, all right. So the the intent is is something to have a positive effect and go and be like, all right. So you don't think we should have open borders? You are a bigot. It shouldn't end there. Okay. Yeah. Because that I feel when when it generally is said to that degree, I feel that's a tool used to end the conversation. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I find those there's been tools developed culturally. So it ends conversations, you know, I be it like, hey, this guy's talking about aliens again. Fuck, he's a conspiracy theorist. We won't give him any credit. We won't even listen to him. It's so that like in the media, these things are associated with those names. Once you're called that, that's what you are. You're labeled. And then any article and stuff, that's how they'll label you. Stigma at that point. Sure. 
Yeah. I mean, it takes it takes responsibility of the person to like because I if someone's I don't dis I don't disavow anything someone who is a conspiracy theorist says. A lot of people do though. And like if someone's I, a conspiracy theorist, a conspiracy theorist, I'll be like, all right, well, see what he gets, see what he's got. But I, that, that's I, not I, most people. That's not most people, right? And. I think most people will hear that word. You know, the 9-11 was a big one too. You know, and we got to a place in as a collective where that wasn't really okay to talk about in certain areas. Now it's much more open. But there was a time where it's like, don't even go there because you're going to be labeled a certain way and be looked at a certain way. And I don't think we're there anymore. I think we've moved past that. And I find those certain words are stuff to stop a conversation. I'm not racist. So like I, for me to talk about immigration and saying, is this a, is this a problem? That doesn't mean I'm racist. Just means maybe there is a problem. Maybe there isn't, but it's worth a conversation. Does that make sense? I'm hearing what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Like why, what is the push for 500,000 people per year? Cause that is a, an extreme number of people. Yeah. Right. It's a lot of people. That's a, that, that that's how, that's how oh, it's three quarters of a Winnipeg every year. How is that sustainable? Uh, well, and I think what is the, 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 the push, because I know, all right, Brian, Brian Bowman wants to put bring Winnipeg to a million people. What is that? What is that reason? I don't know why. Uh, I, I just know that's something he wants to push for. Uh, and I think uh, they're a push for to bring Canada to 100 million people at some point. I believe they ha- there is this type of agenda or narrative, but like, do we understand why? As I don't think population? I don't think it's a I don't think it's a clear why. And that's why you know we we need to get into a place of truth and transparency and we're just not there 100% yet. And I, I find in the years ahead we're going to go through a lot of moments of shock, complete utter shock of what narratives have been played out before us. And many of them we are probably pro and for and yeah, that sounds great, but not understanding the true meaning. Yeah, immigration is a great thing. People coming to a country and having opportunities sounds amazing. But what is the reason they are striving for a certain number? Because there is pros to that, but why? Because why? Because you. Well, I think one one part of it is uh, there's this there's this idea that because of aging population, there's going to be jobs that aren't going to be filled. But I don't really. That's I, I think too, that right? I, I don't really agree with that either because Japan's a country that's in that scenario before us and they're they seem to be doing relatively okay. They got a great economy economy. They got a great medical uh, system to accommodate their old people, type their elders. But uh, I, I think it's I think it's ludicrous for the for, we got to bring people in to supplement uh, this this uh, current. Uh, system we got going and jobs are not you know they're not around they're not tons out there no and that's right? yeah, I, th- I kind of feel too that uh bringing in more people is it, it that it makes things worse because you increase the competition for jobs and then you kind of drive down wages yeah well uh, there was a gentleman at work he went to um his pension seminar because he's retiring soon so he just wanted to get some facts regarding information and uh, the person he was speaking to, the advisor, said, yeah, in, in government in government jobs, I've seen about a thousand retirements in the last year. I'm like, a thousand? Sure, you know, we were a population of whatever. I don't know how many government workers are within Manitoba or within Winnipeg. But those jobs are not being replaced. They're not. They're through nutrition. And I've seen it at work where 15% or I'm sure... Attrition. Attrition. Those jobs are not being replaced. They're just being... 
parsed out. Well, they're kind of being absorbed by other departments too. Because you talk to Shay, he always bitching about other people's work he's doing. But, but that is going on in. in uh, but that, <laughs> but that, that's that's the that's one perspective from Shay, right? But there's other perspectives as well. But it's evident in right in healthcare, teaching, right, uh, utility, uh, insurance, right, yeah. in all these departments, in all these different facets, right, closing ERs. Uh, there's surveys out in the education system right now, but uh, how valuable is this course? Blah blah blah. You so know? where's these jobs? Where are these fucking jobs? I like, didn't fucking get any when I applied to a bunch of government jobs. It's bullshit applying to a government job. I can tell you right now, the, the hoops you got to jump through just to, just to do something simple. I, th- I think uh, they like persistence, though. Keep going for it, right? Not always. I've I've worked in HR and I've seen that where if it's persistent, they just. I had one gentleman. He worked for me. We had to let him go because he was in a high. He high wasn't a high performer, and I think culturally he was just trying to he was just being eager he was doing what you're saying being persistent you know i'm gonna find it i'm gonna find my job here i'm gonna work really hard to the point where his photo was on the front desk and if he came by police would have to be called so i don't think persistent is what yeah because he that was seems getting a to the little point, extreme I yeah guess. he was getting to the point where he was so persistent it was considered harassment based on the lens that person he didn't work there he, but he did. kept applying. We let him go. Oh, okay. And he wanted to apply back because he didn't fit, fit the need we needed in our department. So we had to let him go. There was not a readily job he could meet. So he was off, but he was he could apply. So he was applying for certain types of jobs to the point where they said, I'm stop. They, they did a cease and desist letter to the point where he still kept doing it. He really wanted a job for them. Then, you know, I seen his picture up in front of HR and if he's a lot if he's not allowed back there it's interesting so yeah, that, that's not always a that, thing it does seem like thing, an yeah. extreme case but like I, I do find yeah. that uh, a lot of things in life persistence generally pays off but I guess if you're getting to the point where you're harassing the individual there yeah and you know, that could be an extreme example but working like my exam me working in HR people that come through or the applications come through they're looking at yes they're just seeing if you meet check boxes they don't care if you applied five six seven eight nine times i don't even think they have the capacity to record that information oh i guess so but if you have everything checked off and say there's 500 people who applied and they're only hiring 10 yeah right like so okay i didn't make this round but the next round i'll put my application again the next round i'll put my application again maybe you eventually you will be that one of those 10 but you get an hr clerk who now's a different hr clerk and they're not seeing oh you know Jane Doe has applied for this same role. They don't keep that type of data. Oh, yeah. So the type of persistence you're looking for is when it's the same person working within that. And that's more of an interpersonal relationship versus what human resources I find today is, is just, it's nuts and bolts. I guess what I'm thinking of is more self uh, perseverance. Sure. Right. Like say for yourself, you applied one time. I didn't get it. So I'm not going to try ever again in my life. But it's like, say you really, really do want that job. I'm just going to keep throwing my name in. Have you ever, have you ever done the math? Cause I did the math one time when I was sitting there, I kind of figure at any one time there's 15,000 people looking for jobs, like for the jobs on Kijiji type thing. I feel you're my competition when I'm looking for a job is about 15,000 people. Yeah. But if you're willing to compete, I mean, eventually you'll find, but something. how do you compete with a resume? Again, persistence, right? What, like, what, what, what do you mean persistence? Does it keep throwing your resume in? But it's, sure. it, from what he's describing, it just, it, I mean, it just, because I understand where he's coming from too, because bigger companies, it's just, you change people. No, I get it. There's the, the persistence means nothing in that regard because you just become part of a, uh, 
this machine effectively. Yeah, exactly. You could, you know, you could be a 35 year veteran that worked all your way through. You retire. Fuck, they don't miss you tomorrow. Right. Oh, yeah. They're not going to miss that one kid or person who just keeps applying. They don't miss the senior execs that leave unless they die on the job. Yeah, sure. It's the only time. (laughs) But there's some that are probably like, I'm glad they're gone. Right. So that does occur, too. What I'm getting at is that it's that's more of a a problem with the company and the system. I'm talking about more for yourself. Yeah. But what was the last time you had to look for a job? Well, the job I'm in now, it took me three years to get it. I applied for three years. But you still had a job. I applied about 20 times. But that's within the same company you work with. No, no. This was before. This was the job that I wanted. This was like my dream job. Right. It took me three years of constantly applying. It took me, yeah, it took me, I, w- I started applying when I was 17. I wanted to get in there. I got hired when I was 20, but I didn't take no for an answer. I, I applied, rejected, applied, rejected. I just kept on doing it. It took three years, I, I around 20 times I applied, but I eventually got in. And sure, maybe I checked off all the boxes, you know, but eventually one of those rounds, I figured I'm going to get it. And it, maybe it does involve a bit of luck, but I, I, I see it as when you persevere for something you want, eventually it'll pay off in some regard. And even if it doesn't, you've learned something along the way. Sure. I think that's, I think that's totally legit. And I think that's fine. Too optimistic for me. But at this, at the, yeah, but it, it works. <laughs> it works. It, it is a real thing. Like I, there's no dis- discrediting that. I think, you know, if you want something, you go imply yourself and you put yourself out there and you keep trying. I, I think you will eventually succeed. You know, luck is involved. You know, no one applied, whatever the case may be. Something happens. Yeah. But we're getting to a point where, you know, those small niche companies are just not really around anymore. They're being absorbed mm-hmm. by bigger companies. And anyways, going back to this, like we're, we're, what I was getting at initially was the jobs are lessening. So when I give advice to my children on what they want to do, if they'd asked, you know, they're in the young, earlier stages of life. I don't know what the hell to tell them. The only thing I would explain is just follow whatever you're excited in. But if we were staying under the same social economic system, there's great chance their opportunity won't be there. A friend at work explaining, I, I don't know if I repeat this already, but he was explaining how his uh, girlfriend just finished uh, university for education. So she's become, become a teacher and it's awesome, right? So she's uni- University of Winnipeg and there's a university in Manitoba and there's private companies that you can become a teacher through. And she explained that 50% of her class will not find a job within like anywhere from three to five years. They'll be subbing for that the whole time. And you could be subbing wherever. That's just her class. There's still U of M. There's still these private companies. There's still kids coming back home to be that teacher. There's no readily jobs, but these kids still have debt to pay. And, you know, maybe a little bit of a push to get out of the parents' house. So they have to put on more debt. I just... Don't, where the hell is the jobs coming from right now under this system? I just don't have that. I, ha- I don't have much faith in our current system. Will it change? 100%. It's just we're in a transition. That's where I think we're at. Because where does the jobs come from? Yeah, but generally how jobs are made is uh, through large infrastructure projects, formerly manufacturing. And uh, right now it's, it's information technology. Which, but that seems to be one where they're keen on hiring people not from the community. That even I, and I've been hearing whispers of how IT is slowly, but not yeah, dying. That, that seems to be a dwindling. That's thing what I mean too. Yeah, yeah like you, the coders of fifteen years ago are not 
there's a different expectation of what those jobs are today. Like to me, if you build a fucking algorithm once and it's great, how many times do you need to tweak the algorithm? Not yeah, much, right? Yeah, yeah. But, so, but we're also talking as not as coders too. So that's kind of a hard judgment on our end of No, it. it's very, like, again, I come from a very uh, thin lens when it comes to from any IT jobs, but just jobs in general. So we bring massive groups of people into Canada and then we're already struggling as a collective to get jobs. Like, I just don't get that. Like, I don't understand why there's not more voiced opinions about that. That's what I struggle with a little bit with Canadians. We're just, okay, we'll just take it. Like, where's our opportunity? Where's, where's a lot of the population feels stuck because there's nowhere else to go. Perhaps this uh, situation that we're in with this, uh, this economic situation is kind of pushing people to become a little bit, maybe more uh, entrepreneurial, you know, like start your own thing. <clears throat> Especially like with, with, with all the debt though. I don't know. They That's did, what it I is, mean by it, the stuck aspect. It's almost like playing a video game with a bigger handicap. Sure. Right? It's like there's more challenges in the way, but it's not impossible. It's definitely like, it's definitely going to be more challenging. And I'm kind of getting an entrepreneurial thing with like, you know how nowadays it's like anybody can start like a YouTube channel. Sure. And like, uh, well, like not, not anybody, but <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people. Well, that's, that, people that, that's a strange example, though. I'm, I just, I'm just saying it's like not really uh, profitable with the Internet. You know, there's people out there who kind of make a career off of just playing video games or talking about things or. You know what I mean? It's a very niche market. Yeah. Though. Oh, for sure. Like extreme. Yeah. That's like saying, you know, people are out there making millions being a sports athlete. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a it's perfect even smaller example yeah. than that. But I, I think in the same breath, it's almost like all of us are saying that we're relying on the system to make life easier for us when we can, uh, you know, work our, our, our way through it, find some kind of path and say, I'm going to I'm going to go full steam ahead in this direction. It just comes with a lot of, again, back to the empowerment aspects. A lot of people are not empowered and they've never been instilled or feel supported. Again, I'll use my situation and I can speak very strongly about it. When it comes to what I do for a living, it's not what I love. Do I do it well? Yeah. Am I effective at it? Yeah. Do I get compliments? Yeah. Do I do, I don't do, like, I'm a good employee for what they are. That's, they say, oh, we like you here. We want you to move up. And I'm, I've been resisting because it's just not whatever, like, I want something else. But for me to quit my job, to A, lose that security, but also to just be able to provide that same income back into my household is not readily available. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be maybe like cut off one thing and go down another. It could be like a hybrid situation, like easing your, you know, dipping one toe out of this pond and slowly dipping in that pond, kind of slowly transitioning, training yourself in something or taking a stab at something. It doesn't have to be like, you know, hit this stop sign and do a hard 90 degree angle right and go down this road now. It could be like a subtle transition into something else, you know, whatever you like, because I mean, we're the captain of our own ship in the end, right? Oh, like for we sure. decide where we go. And uh, I just feel that maybe like, the situation we're in would empower more people to just say, you know, screw it. I'm going to do this, that, or the other thing with my life and make uh, that kind of choice. But people are unable to get the amount of capital it takes to, 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 to embark upon a venture of that nature. You have to go into debt, which is incredibly dangerous. Stressful. There's a lot of negative to it. Yeah. There's a whole, and it's so cheap to go into debt too. And it could, you know, and if you, and if you fail, I mean, depending on how you, if you go about it a very clever way, you could get out of it Trump style, you know, you could go bankrupt and be the, you know, extremely successful guy that he is. Yeah. Playing the game. But, uh, exactly playing the game 
Uh, some people are really good at it. Some people aren't. You know, there's just that that natural spectrum of that. I mean, I get what you're saying. You yeah, know, I, I agree 100 like, percent. Yeah, saying. you know, but it just sounds like you're just presenting it in a very Disney style perspective. Nothing will get in your way of that. Everything will become secondary. I completely you know? disagree with that. No, I I don't. I think that's a very true, valid statement. I think that's a that's a very blanketed statement. Not necessarily because you, know, you can saying, make anything out of yourself. If you want something to happen, you, you'll you'll be able to find so whatever you, job you, you need. Save up the money for that. You've got kids. What do you do then? Well, now you're going what ifs, yeah, and you have. But kids. that's a pretty but that's that a pretty is, common pretty real, valid though, that, what that, if. That though. is true. Yeah, but like, still, that's just playing with an, uh, your handicap is a little different. So what it if you actually have an actual handicap? <laughs> no, I like, could play this game all day. Well, I, yeah, but the but yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're 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 presenting. I, I get what you're saying, but you're presenting it in a very uh, uh, very sterile way. I, I I'm still confused on how. Like I don't know what the fuck I want to be when I grow up. So you're telling me that <laughs> that's a hard question. You you're that's telling me a, that people should just transition there. They probably don't know that yet. But when will anybody know if they don't they take a stab not, on something, though, right? Right? They might it's, not. It's so it's a, costly it's a very to risky. make that risk. It's very risky. Not a lot yeah. of people have, you know, that opportunity to transition. We don't even have families that can have one parent at home. Yeah, so that, like that died out like fifty years ago. We don't have that opportunity as as much as we they want. You know, the generations prior had, you know, because there was there was an opportunity where. I, I said in my situation, I said, Sarah, you know, if you want to change careers, go back to school, you know, we can make it on my one income, right? But now, like, when I were, we're in a different situation, I don't feel I have that readily option. Like, I have to find that option to blend it in and then even adding all these resources. And if I'm transitioning a career and I'm putting my heart and drive into it, what am I abstracting from my friend life? What am I abstracting from my family life? What am I abstracting from myself? To get there, to am I even enjoying it? Because I'm just so worried and stressed about the things I have to fulfill. It's just not that easy. It's hard. And, what, would, if, and what if you? What if you? What if you go wrong too? I mean, what yeah. if you go through that whole thing and you you come out bust? That well, that's could be where a, the courage aspect comes in, right? Are you willing to take a stab on something? Because the feeling you're describing about, like, you know, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but clearly it's a feeling you're feeling. Sure. That you want to transition out of something, but how will you ever know? until you die, until the day you die, that if you never tried, if you never, like, because you can describe the situation as hey, man, impossible. Try, trying to be an engineer twice on my end of things cost me a fuck ton of money and time. But you learned something, right? You yeah, learned I, that I, I learned, not, I've learned I, I, I effectively wasted 10 years pursuing something that I can't really pursue. Would you say you gave it your all? You gave everything you had into that? No. So did you say you, you you could give it another try and do a little better and maybe actually succeed in that situation? Am I gonna waste another twenty grand in four years down that to down that rabbit hole again just to to push myself even further down it? See, I, like I my, don't know. My point is at like, this point in my life, do I have to look at what options are actually viable. tangible? Yeah, viable. Yeah. yeah, how many fucking engineers do you need? Honestly, like any, there's, there's any, any, yeah, exactly. There's, there's way exact. too many fucking engineers. Is it? So I would like, no, I would completely disagree well, with that statement. There's, there's a lot there's, of engineers. Like there's a lot of fucking doctors. Like there's a lot of fucking teachers. Like there's a lot of lawyers. Like there's a lot of accountants. There's a lot of all these type of people. What I'm saying, we're getting to a point where these jobs are being eliminated. They're they're also being poorly utilized. I feel as well, but Quite uh, potentially, yeah. And but uh, no, like but to go down that route, and yeah, and you know what the thing is too, what you're all right about is the like the the where I was pursuing it, it was they were they were they were 
going through a higher standard but for a lower outcome because people were going through the work experience or you know getting jobs to be making you know 14 bucks an hour uh starting type thing it was just like you know you're you're making fuck all you go through all the schooling all this time like i quit a job to go pursue that which cost me you know i was looking at that i mean i was i was looking at all the income i was losing the time i was in there and i didn't it didn't pan out for me yeah yeah i didn't give it my all you know i kind of and i'll admit i misjudged the the difficulty of the program as well but it's still for what i went through and for what it cost me i'm not getting that time or money back and yeah it takes courage to do it again but you know you if you keep beating your head against the wall and you know without with expecting the same outcome type thing right like that's definition of insanity yeah right and so we're not getting any younger that's that's a fact but see that that's my point right is like i've always had the mentality since i was a teenager that i don't want to be on my deathbed looking back saying i regret i didn't take a stab on this or yeah but do you do you think oh i I regret not being an astronaut no because that's something that's never interested me that's not something that uh, i never wanted to actually go for so all right so you've done 100 percent everything you've wanted to go for I would say for the most part, yeah, anything that, I, that I've that i actually wanted to do, I've made it happen. So you've had a very practical approach to things. Then. Yeah. And the thing is, once you take stabs on things and you succeed in them. So you you've see, had a you good see, understanding you see of yourself to, in that regard. You see how to navigate it. You I, just I keep still pushing. Think, I think, still think you're describing a, a Disney fairy tale type scenario where it's just like everything you, but is But even clear. if it is that, why why I, why I, not? I know exactly what you're saying, Chris, and I, I totally 100% with the logic of it, but you're overlaying it onto a structure that is broken. And I think yeah. we're not, we're, I think we're all in agreement with what we're fucking talking about here. It's just the problem of you're laying something over that is just not functioning right. We're, we're investing into a system that is innately broken. I, so I, I see what you're saying as well. I don't want to, I don't want to, it's like me. I will, you know, I'm in all into politics now. Like, fuck, <laughs> you know, like five years ago, I never did anything. Now I'm polit- politics 24 seven in some, in some facets. I will never vote. We'll never vote because I don't, by me voting is buying into that system that is appropriate. I think if we all didn't vote, maybe there would be a new structure that we could build that is more appropriate. Like we live in the information technology age where we could, we could vote on bills. We can vote on laws independently. We don't need a, like we could all go into our user ID logs and make a vote. Maybe there's information tablets and pamphlets and videos on how-tos and the reason why. But still, like, I'm all about that government and understanding the political structure to understand the negative side of it, to understand the shadow side of it. I got, I got a question for you. Sure. All right. So just the nature of not this, this is really specifically what you're talking about. Sure. Uh, but I think a good example of kind of where this is kind of going is not sorry to kind of derail no, you no, on that, right. that, that good rant too, but, uh, uh, it's the nature of like the, 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 the missing and murdered indigenous women's thing. I mean, it's, 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 it's been a, a crusade of the current yeah. government. Right. Fuck and yeah. val- validly. So, you know, it's, it's, that's a serious problem. Yeah. But, uh, when they concluded on, they concluded as a genocide and they said Canada has been going through 150 years of genocide. And I don't think there was a single political party that disagreed with that statement. Which I think exposed the problem because that's just a, 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 a flippant disregard for actual genocides. 
I mean, I'm saying it's not a horrible situation that went down, but just yeah. the, our, the nature of the government was just all like, oh, no, yeah, we're all clear. This is this was how it was. And I don't think because anyone had the 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 stones to say, no, hey, this is this was this is a bad thing. This is a fucked up thing. And but let's not, you know, call it what it isn't. Yeah, I know. But like we can always sit back and observe about how shitty the system is and we can talk about it until we die. But like, what are we going to do about Changing the system. Some, some for some people is talking about it. We're doing it now, man. Yeah. We're throwing tomatoes. Right. I, I know that we're talking there, about it. There was a point in time where I was discouraged by the ones around me and said, you talk about this stuff way too much. And I said, you know what? Like all I'm doing is following stuff that kind of excites me and, I, and I'm interested in it and it brings value to me. Maybe I have to shut my voice off when I'm around certain aspects. Man, that sucks. I don't want to shut myself up. When I'm around anyone, that sucks. But it for me, it's it's exciting. So I do focus on it. Sometimes it is very draining. But in some part of me is like, I need to fucking understand this shit because there's shit gonna come fucking to be, and people are not gonna understand what the hell is going on. And I think at least I can sit there and help them help them through that process. Because I think what we're gonna understand and see in the next five to ten years, or even in the next year. Is some shocking fucking information. Like what? I don't know. Just even the human trafficking aspects. That doesn't really seem too shocking to For me. For you. <laughs> right? But like I was thinking about so like... So what's shocking to you about this uh, this human trafficking? I don't know. When I, when I watched that movie Taken and I'm like, okay, this was a funny movie. <laughs> right like for the most part we're laughing at the one-liners and understanding that i didn't think that was a funny movie at all i thought that was, was, a, it was a, 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 a you know a scary example of an actual reality that i could did happen. not realize that was a reality oh, okay <laughs> and that's okay, what i'm ta- saying that's what i'm saying and so then when i realize that's a fucking reality what what can i do about it yeah, well, I can talk to people about it. Just, you know, you I can just, open up you people. Don't, you don't do that type of thing and try not to support it. No, but you can talk about it. People have to understand what the, what's going on in the world prior to shifting the world. Jesse, I hate to, I hate to tell you this, but in Africa, there's some poor starving kid with flies on his faces. Yeah, and there's <laughs> like that in Winnipeg too somewhere. You know, like I get it, right? But that's I do focus a lot of my attention in that. Terrible shit. Is to understand that, yeah. right? Because... We are shifting regardless if people believe in it or not. We, we're always changing. Change is a constant. Right. Change is a form of energy. So number one, you, what's number two then? If you think of something else that's, that's, that could be rearing its head around the corner. Big pharma. In what regard? The overexpensing of pharmaceutical pills. Maybe the thought process of vaccines are not always innately beneficial as what you've been told. Stuff like that. So the overprescription of uh, vaccines and drugs. Sure. And the pooling of money from a collective from that. Like there, there's a lot of people that make billions and trillions of dollars from that industry. Mm-hmm. And they they benefit from that to be such like there was a there was a show I was watching and I I fuck, I can't even remember. But it was they went to like an basically they went to kind of um more of a traditional living like a I don't know a tribe it's, they say a tribe and they asked people they said when you were younger how did people die they said old age like they were 70 80 nine years old and they died how about today diabetes their prescriptions are not right they were dying of different ways these days too there's a lot of great benefits to our medical system 
but there's a lot of things I think we don't know. So I think it'll be very shocking for a lot of people. I think we're definitely in like grand experiment. Yeah. So those are the things that I think are going to shock people. The political system, the big pharma things, the suppressed technologies. (laughs) Stuff. Shocking. It might shock people. Ah. And I think that's where we're coming. Not, you know, it might not shock everyone, but there might be aspects of that. Right. Imagine working in a banking system all your fucking life and you're just, you're pro bank and you're pro this and you, then you, you're given facts to understand that you've been living and your whole career has been a lie on the foundation. That'd be shocking. That'd be kind of hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand. So think of that from a financial, from a political big, from a educational system Think of from all these different aspects, military kind of feel though you know the person in that those those situations they're 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 not looking at things objectively at that point they're unconscious and i'm just believing we're getting to a state of conscious living and once people start to think consciously about what we do it is eye-opening and shocking i think it's just a little more uh cynicism that's a little more needed in my opinion people get to the same conclusions it depends what you watch man you know it really does and what you ingest, you know, what you take in. Well, I mean, that's the thing is too. Like a lot of people don't have the time to, to invest in shit like that because they're, they're, you know, they got they got families, they got their their shitty jobs. They're distracted. Yeah, distracted. Like the old Roman thing. Give they them- got their un unprofitable hobby that keeps them sane, but not just enough to keep them going, not enough to actually liberate them. Yeah, that's what fantasy football was for me for a mm-hmm. long time. I know what its purpose is for me now. Mm-hmm. But what it was then and versus what it is now is vastly different. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, yeah. So it's just thinking more consciously, you know, they're doing uh, dog whistles here. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> ASL. <laughs> this is what it's going to come down to. We're going to, you know, having like a conversation within the conversation. Well, that's how we keep things going, right? Like talking vocally and uh, and through sign language at the same time. Well, since I'm not talking vocally, I figured I would. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we clap too. Was that, or, or how do they... No, no, what is it? No, they snap. That's what the, the fucking weirdos do now. I see less offensive way. Yeah, I don't know what kind of person's like, oh, yeah, that's offensive. Like, what is wrong with your thinking? I first seen that in the movie. Uh, did you watch that movie, Wander, Wanderlust? No. Jennifer Aniston, Paul Rudd. That's a pretty funny movie. Uh, I won't say anything. It's a, it is on Netflix now. Uh, I thought they were in another movie, but I think it's a different female lead I think I mentioned family. it uh, to you about uh, that movie to check it out a while back maybe to be honest I don't I don't watch movies a good uh, old Wilson yeah, I just movie, movie is the one where him and his family are in a in a, in a like a, a southeastern Asian uh, city and then it starts to go in like a revolution that's a really good fucking movie oh yeah you would actually maybe enjoy that because you know that just shows you what I was when shit hits the fan and how what you got to do <laughs> Yeah, but that's the... I think it's a rated R movie, too. I think with today, though, like versus what it was then versus the amount of... Inf- like, if something happened today, you could learn about it really quick. They didn't have that option. Yeah, you're going to learn about someone's running at you with a machete really fucking quick. No, what <laughs> I mean is with the revolution is understanding the facts. So if something occurred overnight, people would say, you know, there's going to be gunfights in the streets. Well, maybe, but maybe not. And why wouldn't it occur like that? Why are people, if a revolution occurred, why are people just going to hurt people? First like, why thing is that you do is shoot the reporters. What? I'm confused. So we, sh- 
we well, shoot. I'm saying like you, you, a scenario reason why you wouldn't hear about something like that because they would but shoot the reporters. But yeah, but we're all reporters today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So I'd agree with that statement. So when things do shift and when major events occur, imagine like if 9-11 happened today, it'd be vastly different. There was some great fucking camera footage, I can tell you that. Editing. But <laughs> there would be a lot better footage today, right? Oh, yeah. There'd be a lot of it, too. A lot more to cipher through and a yeah. lot to not allow to allow to be released, right? So it's a different era than we are, to, than when, even what we were 15 years ago, 20 years ago. So I don't know. It's exciting for me, but there's a lot of understand things to get through. When I talk about a new system, when I talk about a new environment, when I talk about a new way of living... We'll have to understand the truth. Ignorance is bliss. What's that damn term now? Truth will set you free. And that's where we're at today. Yeah, but who's truth? We will find out through facts. And that's There's where only we're at. the truth. I'm not saying the, it's a perspective. But there is perspectives that indicate that there has been wrongdoings to humanity. Yeah, but you, like, there's, like, that's assuming at some point we're going to reach some utopian era why i don't understand why we can't get there maybe not because i don't think we like what you're saying we don't fully understand how things work now and that's the it's also saying that making the assumption that what we've been doing has been wrong no but it's it's part of the process because at the same time what we've been doing has gotten us to where we are yeah we're and we've indicated a lot of people that are not making it through life in a perhaps the ideal situation. So is that something I feel we've been down this route before. I'm down this route every day. The, uh, cause I remember saying this before where I would say the, uh, the nature, not necessarily if you were part of that conversation, but like if you compared a person who was at the bottom end of the scale in our society now to a person in the same bracket a hundred years ago, how would their lives compare? And not necessarily specifics or anything, because I don't really that that that's a whole conversation in itself. But just like the idea of you know, if you keep going back progressively, a hundred years, hundred years, hundred years, hundred years, and like the 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 difference of those pe the, those individuals. So I'm saying, so what you're saying, the difference between a person hundred years goes on the lowest end of the spectrum. Well, I think you, but that's that's always a person that's got to be kept in mind. Okay, no, I'm saying no. Like, I, I'm saying this is fine. Like what I'm saying, I'm just I'm just recapping what you're saying. Hundred years ago, a person is at this level at the lower end of the spectrum, correct? Well, no, like you. All right, so you take a person, yeah, you okay. get a person uh, at now, the lowest end of the spectrum at the same like that same that same quantified level, and you keep going back a hundred years. Who's that same person? Who's that? So same So you're person? saying it's better than today. Yeah. So what I'm saying from 100 years from now, it's going to get a lot much more fucking better. That's what I'm saying. I agree so, with that statement. But that's, that's, but, then, but, but you're saying that things are going to hit the fan. Maybe it won't be such a divide between the 1% and the low poverty. Maybe it comes the median is about the same. What if there's just a difference in the gap? I don't know. I, don't, I think the, the, the gap right now is extreme, but... Uh I don't know the actual the numbers in relation to what the gap's been like before because like it's definitely if you, it's if you compare but no but like if you compare what what we can do as uh, our freedom of mobility and, and what we could do we'd be living the life of a of a Rockefeller back in you know a hundred years ago, sure, 
you know, with their ability to, to, for, to, to trade information and, and to, uh, freely navigate, uh, the globe for that matter. Yeah. But, uh, just what, but what are the 1% in that same regard, what they're capable of now is just, you, we can't even fathom what their, what, what a lifestyle of theirs is. Cause I just think even regardless, if you're rich or poor, you're, we're going through an evolution process with the rise in consciousness. So even in these families that come from rich areas, and I think those children are still going to realize what the fuck are we doing? Like they will see through that. But we are, Canada is a good example okay. to an analog to like a, a shithole country, which I think is an appropriate term, to somewhere in the middle of fucking Africa where they don't have any of the resources that we do. It's not, it's just shit, a shithole term. It is a, a practical shithole because you don't have the infrastructure, you don't have the education, you don't have the 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 access to, uh, you know, goods, the access to shelter, you know, so we would be on a, that scale of people wise, we are the 1% as a community. I don't know. Like, again, when you talk financially, 100%. Well, not necessarily financially, but, you know, in terms of resources, uh, 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 ease, ease of living. Sure. No, are, I think we're privileged. You know, I can definitely feel I sit here and I, I don't really have a lot to bitch about, to be honest. And I still bitch. But I bitch because there's so much injustice for those people, too. You know, I just realized I thought we were going to be talking about aliens. No, I wasn't going there. <laughs> Well, I've been we saving. Could. Hey, I've been saving that one, and I think we all kind of have been. But I don't. No one answered me on Discord. I got my shirt on, so I'm ready. But my, I think that's a long conversation. And my thought was, when we do talk about it, and this is a little like pre-interview stuff, we just talk about how we formed our opinion, not because you're say you're on one camp and I'm on one camp. There's no hundred percent chance I'm fucking right, and there's no hundred percent chance you're right. So let's just talk about how our thoughts got formed okay that that's when we talk about that i think that'd be a good way sure i'm in all right let's go spirit it's <laughs> a long one but what i'm saying though is think of things that would shock you curtis right and that could be shocking right but i do think there's things coming out what would shock curtis in life like in in what terms just what would shock you if some truth information came out even internally you know what i mean I don't know, man. I've got, a, I've got a fucked up imagination. Like, it, 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 like I'm curious now. What what I could say I could think of to shock me that... What if those, like, uh, lizard people were I'm real? Just such a, I'm just such a cynical person. I mean, like, I always, that, that is where I would I, I'd park my, my negativity in the first place. I'd immediately think, you know, oh, how's this policy trying to fuck me over? You know? Yeah, that's fair. But that wasn't Kurt. Curtis wasn't born like that. Curtis was developed and oh, created yeah. into that version oh, yeah. of himself. Yeah, and you guys don't know me before tech. No, I don't. So, right? so you, like, you, that that level of Curtis is uh, still uh, you know a foreign Curtis. Tell us about your childhood. What were your dreams and aspirations? What did you want to be? Fair, when you grew up? I don't mind talking about that. I want to be a pilot at one point. Nice. Yeah. That got crushed by a teacher when he just sat and told me down. He's like, oh, "I was a hard job, and you know, there's a lot of people I have friends who are pilots, and then it doesn't work out. They're hmm. always looking." It was just like, "Thanks, you really crushed this." Uh, and I, I think I was like, I, think I was in grade eight. Yeah, eh? but I was always, I was always, I was always, I wasn't like an outcast, but I was an outcast type thing because I could, I, I could still like commingle with 
yeah my peers yeah but i was always being removed from them why do you think that was like what 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 made you looking looking back on that i kind of feel where things really started going downhill was grade two and that was i got a head injury in grade two Hmm. i remember a kid pushed me off the play structure and i got a concussion in grade two because i remember i remember being told but you know the the nurse don't fall asleep you could die oh well I'm a yeah. fucking kid. Like I'm sure this is this is what's going through my head as I'm yeah. walking home. I got my the goose egg on my head. My brother's walking me home, and I'm trying to. I'm on the couch, just all fucking groggy, and I'm don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep, oh, wow. don't fall asleep. Like I think that's about the same age you you develop a sense of death too. It's like I think it was about maybe yeah eight. seven. I think there's a, there is I there is I've watched videos on stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's about yeah. that age you develop that. Uh, How old that are you at that point? Six? Seven? seven? Grade two? Seven? I was about six between seven, seven, seven and eight. Yeah, I've heard the first seven years of your yeah. life is the most impressionable like uh, almost like empty slate programmable type yeah. mindset, right? Until you're about seven. Yeah. So is like that I'm not saying your your sinisterness or that negative side that comes out of you was that developed in those early onset stages? I mean, it's always kind of just been able to just, you know, observe the group type thing. And from consistently from that point between grade two and six, I was removed from the class and I spent probably, yeah, good, probably third of the year in the hallway. Just because you were acting out? Probably. Yeah. yeah. What could, like- it's not like they ever told me anything. It was just like, just go outside, just go outside. That really developed a distrust for teachers, I would say, and, and authority figures in my life was was that probably that that process. Did, yeah, you, read, did you read that book I, I gave you? I'm two days in. Okay, because there's a part in there. I don't know if you want me to share it now. Let me share it. Right, go ahead. Well, from what uh, from spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, from what a, a lot of uh, teachings have, 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 have said, right, is that uh, generally the child who's being kicked out of class all the time is the child who's looking for attention. You know, kind of like who hasn't doesn't get it and kind of wants it, kind of thing. Well, me and I had always two working parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, and that that definitely doesn't help your 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 and uh, siblings. You had siblings too. Yeah, you're the middle child. Yeah, which this always comes with a complex as well. Yeah, right. That's natural. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Just the family dynamic of that. I mean, it just makes sense. The first child everyone loves. Second child, it's like, oh fuck, we got two of them now. And the third one's like, oh, third wind. That's the way way it was always kind of uh, eh? structured in my head, right? But uh, uh, no, I mean, it's just, you know, busy family life in that regard. Mm. Yeah. It's not like I had like a a, a bad, bad childhood. It was just more or less, you know, not involved childhood. Sure. It's not, it wasn't meeting the needs of young Curtis. Yeah, effectively. I agree with that. Right? Like you... And not to say, and it's so hard with, and I find this, you know, as a parent, the needs for Ella and the needs for Aaron are different, right? So I have to, you have to divide that. <sighs> like what you, and, and, and like, and it's like you, and how do you prioritize that too? And that's the thing is to look getting older and looking at back going through, you know, you know, some of that shit that you had, I had to deal with as a kid in school and with my parents. It was just like, you know, they didn't necessarily know any more than I did at this point in my life, right? Yeah, exactly. So, they could have known less. And the thing is, too, especially with, with school, I mean, because I, I, I will totally put that on the schools. You know, they like that did more damage to me as a kid than anything else was the, the, the public education system. Just, you know, just not being 
it was just told just to leave type thing. I was like, well, fuck you then. I'll just make things worse. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. because you're, yeah, you're not, you're not getting what you wanted essentially was maybe just more support and assistance or, well, I mean, yeah. it was it just, it was just a, such a strange environment to me. Sure. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that definitely was, uh, you know, over the years, just being a, uh, a combative element. Yeah. Like I remember being like, I remember teachers, uh, uh, what was that one time? Like they were, they were, they were like, Oh no, you can't be quiet type thing. Mm. And like, that was a, that, that was a common thing out through my entire life. Always being able to talk. So that definitely got me into trouble. It was never any specific thing brought to you. You know, when, when you're a kid, it was like, this is what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're a kid. You don't really have a respect for it. Yeah, you don't understand the, the. Yeah, I understand what you mean by that. Yeah, here's your assignment. <laughs> do it. Hand it in. What the fuck for? Get your star, right? Yeah, for a star. Do you want to be the one with the most stars? Right? What you know? What honestly discouraged me from 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 doing any, participating in the school environment was uh, was uh, I remember in grade five, and it just it, it bothered me then. It, like in the something I'll never forget. I remember it's just like the end of the month class parties, if you didn't finish your work, you couldn't participate. And I had a bunch of shit that I didn't finish. So it was like, I can't participate. So I was like, why the fuck do I should I finish it at all then? Yeah. I'm never going to be able to participate. So like, I'm constantly in debt here. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I got a great story. I got a great story for Curtis in uh, high school. And it's, it's it, to me, it's funny. And it kind of, it talks about what we were just talking about. Do you remember Miss Hussein's class? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Curtis brought a project in, and every day you were late, you got 5% marked off. Or five marks marked off. Not percentage, marks. So the project was out of 30, and Curtis brought in <laughs> four days late, so he's getting 20 marks off. Curtis only got 15 out of 30 that day. So then she took minus five. He got minus five marks. Then I remember you arguing and said, fuck that. Give me that thing back. Because if <laughs> yeah. I didn't hand it in, I would have got a I would have been in betterment. And she's like, no. And she and her, her and I remember observing this. She was like, I I got him now. He learned a fucking lesson. But if no, you I didn't. that's what I mean. But if if she's not like how I learned nothing from her. I, I she get that. she was not a good teacher for me. I, no, I, I, I remember you guys. Were I always saw arguing. bullshit from her from day one because, like, when she stood up there and said, uh, "Everyone, I, I don't want you waiting at the door for when time's done. I want because you like cattle. I want you <laughs> sitting at your desk." I was like, "What? Sitting at her desk like cattle?" That was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> it was the first yeah. thing that went through my head, and I was just like, oh, "Okay, this is this is about control for her." Yeah, and it seemed like in that moment where she wanted all of us to understand she had that control, she was able to strip. Like you could have, you didn't hand that in, you would have been better off. I, and I, I didn't really care because I wasn't trying to be an English major at all, but it was just needlessly punitive. It was exactly. just like, I, I didn't, agree. I, I like, yeah. I didn't need to be there. I wasn't, I was pursuing shit of like a practical means, not a theoretical means. Right. And I remember getting kicked out of that class. They were threatening to remove me from going to skills Canada because of shit that was going on in English. And I was like thinking, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? You see me excelling really far to the point where it's benefiting the school. They're put using the school's name for shit that I've done and achieved at skills Canada. And then you're going to do some, take shit away from me for shit that I don't care about. It was like, what is, where's your guys's priority here? 
they don't it's just you know and i feel i i don't fault the teachers necessarily oh i fault them at that point because well, when i was sitting in that room and they were grilling me hard like it was just like they're bought into a system in which they have to follow yeah they're an employee that, they, that was like they they were trying to put me under their thumb I and i just I was pushing back as hard as yeah, I could. Yeah, because you were excelling in robotics. That was the only thing yeah, I was doing. I remember good. you were pretty passionate about it. And that, and that was the thing they were, they were, they tried to take from me twice. They tried to, 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 to remove me from it. was just like, wow, I could see how this is now uh, being boiled down. Yeah, school, eh? <laughs> I remember grade 10 geography. Term one, I get 100%. I was like, until grade 10, I was very like about marks. I wanted to get the best mark. I don't know why, right? Just, you know, that's what you grow up with. Yeah. Supposed to get the good marks. I got 100, then the next term I got 99, then the next term was like 95, the next term was 100. And at the end of the year, I remember thinking, oh, damn, I'm getting the geography award hands down, right? It's all me. And then, uh, you know, okay, the grade 10 geography award goes to, and I'm already standing up, right? <laughs> and then lists off this girl's name. I'm like, what? How in the hell did I not get it? What did she do? 100 all, all the way? <laughs> then I talked to her later. I'm like, so what was your marks every term? She's like, oh, I got 105, the first one, 110. 105. Oh, wow. I'm like, how'd you do that? She said, oh, I went and asked for extra assignments. I'm like, oh my God. And I I kind of had this epiphany there. I'm like, what the hell is the point of all this? <laughs> That's when it snapped for me. Oh, really? Eh? That's what it took for me. Uh, I started looking at school completely different after that. Yep. Uh, huh. Grade 11, my marks went down. Grade 12, my marks went down. I passed everything. I knew I, I had to do what I had to do to get by. But I just remember at the end of grade 11, especially thinking like coming back for grade 12 is going to seem like a complete waste wasted year of my life like i feel ready to embark out into the world right now get a job do whatever i have to do this is like coming back what am i going to learn in grade 12 english just just to write another essay read another book right go, come back for math do a little bit more math electrical i already had that hands down it was like it just felt like a but wasted you year. you didn't get uh honors on that though i remember that you weren't that good in what? Electrical. <laughs> I did actually. No, but I remember there was there was a story behind that though. It was oh, the yeah, you got, yeah. You got split between you and Predator. Well, yeah. You got the same treatment I did. Rollick asked me if I'd split the award with with uh, Steven because he did really good. He came like really close to me. And he got announced though. Yeah, I remember that. So it's, it was a thousand dollar scholarship uh, with like the plaque and my name on it. Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Would you be willing to split the thousand bucks with uh, Predator?" I'm like, sure. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. He's a good buddy of mine. We were like, you know, we had a lot of good chats all the way through. Great marks. We're both really good at it. And then, yeah, at the end, uh, when they're announcing the awards and uh, the top mark goes for, uh, it was Steven, right? I'm like, what? And then when I went up to get my grad papers, they handed me the plaque, right? With my name on it, but it was supposed to be... uh, See, I don't know. See, I, I, I like again the cynical part of my brain's going the, here the race because component. I, it, I think it was because Nick. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't no, think it was that. No, because Nick got the same thing because he crooks stood up there. He's like Nick Ryder, king of robotics, and I was like, fuck that, because there were so many fucking times I bailed him out. I, I do remember those stories in the cafe, you bailing him out, and too. it was like yeah. I remember like a, a, a number of times, and it was just like like we built a robot. It was like me two weeks before the competition. Yeah. We beat everybody. Yeah, but Nick had nothing. I mean, and it wasn't. But it was only Nick working on it, though. You know, so credit where credit's due. That's a lot of work for someone to do. Do, do you think Rollick was kind of? He put you in a weird spot. He didn't want to make that decision, so he made you make that decision. Well, he asked me if I'd be willing to split the money with him. Oh, okay, yeah. And I said, absolutely. Like, yeah. You know, I, I was shocked that I'm getting money anyways. Nice. So for me, anything, if they gave me 10 bucks, I would have been like, wow, holy, 10 bucks, sweet. 
See, but, but if you said no, would you have gotten all that money or would Predator have gotten all that money? Uh, yeah, well, that would have you. No. Oh, all you, right, mean, all you, you think like they would have just <laughs> gave it all to him? Oh, yeah. my. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know. Because, I mean, if they're going to give it to him, but then they ask him if he wants to split it, it means that he's the one with the higher mark. Yeah, I agree like, with like that. That's yeah, yeah. who yeah. they would have gave it to. Yeah. Yeah, and we were really close, honestly. Like I know you guys. When it were, came down, it yeah. was like maybe two percent. And he, kind of yeah, thing, he right? wasn't. He wasn't a guy that wasn't uh, like he wasn't a slouch. No, you know? no, he like, was. Like, he was on it. He knew what he was yeah. doing. Yeah, we both he was right there with. So if you're yeah, the one to have the, the higher mark, though, then why would they say his name and not yours? I, I don't know. That, that's what just uh see I don't know. Yeah, that, that's what uh, for it's me. A, it's a floor. It was just like I don't know because when I went up there, right. They handed me the big glass plaque with my name on it and all the contractor sponsorships nice. and all that stuff. And uh, I was just like, okay, it was just like nonchalantly, here's your diploma and here's your plaque kind of thing. And, and it was like a check. But there was no like mention of it. Not that I wanted or whatever, but it was just like it was just like how it played out was because uh, even Stephen came and talked to me after. He's like, I don't know why they said my name. <laughs> like it was just uh, they probably wrote down the wrong name on the. Telling you, man, I'm not, I'm, it's conspiracy, man. Nick, Stephen, some pretty overtly black people. They, 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 they wanted to promote them. You know what? We're going to go to TechVoc tomorrow and get to yeah. the bottom of this. I don't think it, <laughs> I, I think you'd like, I think the teacher had something because I don't know. No, Rollick had a big pers- heart, yeah. right? Rollick had my, a big heart. My like, perspective is that from my perspective, you can tell me if I'm wrong because I was just an observ- observer, but it seemed like you and Steven were just like Rollick's little prodigies. Uh, well, I don't know. We cared a lot, right? Right. Like you put the effort in so he provided that yeah, like uh, he, he, ma- he matched what yes, we wanted to learn. Exactly. Like, like we yeah. would do the extra projects kind of stuff, like ask him how things would work. Like, you know, how do how does uh, motor control circuits work? And like, how does like and we built this, like we called it the stripper light. You yeah. remember this in in, uh, in electrical? I barely went electrical. Uh, it was like this big spinning light we put with all these different red, blue. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, just spinning light that was on a rail stat so you can control how fast it went and like sp- spinning lights. It was like. We called it the stripper light. Something oh, yeah. you know, you'd see a stripper dancing under it. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, in high school, right? Yeah, like <laughs> something that we actually went above the uh, uh, the the ceiling tiles and like mounted a motor up oh, there, nice. the shaft and the light and everything. It was just like a fun project. It was like extra, uh, uh, I don't know, like above and beyond the basic circuitry that just got boring and repetitive. Yeah. It was like, well, we want to learn new stuff. How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you do motor controls? Blah blah blah. But you're fractional, like even though you guys were. The effort was there. The dedication was there. The attendance was there. The all these things were, I would say, from my point of view, you and Stephen were right there. Yeah. Right. But the mark, I think, from Rolex's point of view, fuck, he's difference of three percent. That doesn't mean shit, probably to Rolex's eyes. No, it, it doesn't. Because right? he never looked at like he was a very non-traditional type teacher. He even said, I told you guys the story, right? About day one, we all come in first day for electrical. He's like, guys. I'm not your teacher. I'm your boss. You guys are my employees. I'm going to be assigning you tasks and you guys are going to be completing them and I'm going to be reviewing them with you. And he, he, he said later on, like before he graduated, he's like, the way I teach my classes, I want to structure it to get you guys ready for the real world, to get you guys used to what it's going to be like out there, what you guys are going to be used to. I was like, I don't want you guys leaving my classroom being surprised. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Like, he, it was like, we never said Mr. Rollick. It was Rollick. Yeah. He called us by our last names. We swore at him. He swore at us. We made jokes all the time. People would call him fat, right? This ain't fat. This is relaxed muscle. Like hmm. there were all kinds of jokes going back and forth all the time. Yeah, he was. He was the. Uh, he was a fan from the students, right? Like he yeah, was a, he was a great guy. Just, uh, I don't just, think I ever heard anything negative about the guy. 
he made sausages for everybody soup like he charged people like a quarter for a bowl of soup and a sausage like he didn't do it for the money you know he just did it because he just <laughs> yeah wanted everybody yeah. to have a good but, time like, that totally adds to the communal environment of like the of the class that definitely makes yeah. you want to be there you know yeah it was awesome and like a lot of the what you could call like say uh troubled or at-risk students you know like shay or in the class like, like <laughs> yeah like shay for example was like he was in automotive or uh, welding yeah he spent half his time in electrical i, mean, I know that i've always did. heard that story he was like he was like he was never in welding he was always in electrical did yeah he pass welding though he did I think he did yeah. <laughs> yeah he did in fact it was his best course yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it was pretty cool. We actually had a, a week where we swapped uh, electrical and welding. We we, oh, yeah. we went and we did like yeah. we learned a couple basic welding techniques, and then nice. uh, Rolex showed them some wiring stuff. Nice. So we did a switch there. It was pretty cool. Like just uh, that's just something the teachers coordinated. That's a great teacher, though. Yeah, exactly. Right? But we exactly. just that, and there is a lot of that. Don't get me wrong. Like even Miss Powell for us in Cecil Road for me at that time yeah. in that environment for what I needed, she was perfect for me. It was really cool running that little movie thing right totally and it was interesting because i just said because she wanted us she empowered us to do everything the ideas she brought in remember she brought in those like movie specialists and they taught us about like storyboarding and directing and all that oh, I, yeah. I really i really took to it right and um but i i remember i remember just being in control like i remember i you know i got that director and i was really excited about doing that and i remember asking miss powell it's like i want this and i need this and she was like my secretary. That's oh, yeah. how I felt. And she just empowered me to get what I needed. And remember we, you know, little grade eight kids and we're at City Hall Mary, uh, um, interviewing uh, um, Glenn, Mayor, Glenn, Murray. Glenn Murray, right? The, the mayor of Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty cool. Like, how did we get here? You know? That is and, cool, right? See, and that's a teacher, Miss Powell, that really, really cared, right? Like, yeah. she's like, she's exactly where she's supposed to be in life. You know, she found what she was supposed to do. Like, yeah. she loved it, loved every single minute of it. She put herself there and it was just, uh, yeah, gave you the opportunity to do what you wanted to do, yeah. right? It's it's just neat how these, like, singular people... Just this is like when you guys were at Cecil? Yeah. 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 So I didn't what, have these. What, what, what grade was that, would you say? It was grade eight. Okay. Grade eight and grade and nine. nine, right? It was, yeah, wasn't it, was it more eight? eight? It was more eight, though, because grade nine's in, you know, high school, so... We still continue to program into grade nine, but it wasn't something we were. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because that Panasonic program or that movie thing was up till grade eight students. Oh, Remember yeah. going into that to Toronto for that? Yeah, that was thing? pretty damn cool. And we're sitting there and. I was in a tux, you know, I thought this was a massive gala event. Yeah. I remember Nana, you know, forking the money. So I'd get in some rented tux and we're there, but it was just all young kids. I felt like, holy shit. The veteran. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was weird, you know, like, like we were some of the inner city, you know, non rich school. And like, we go to this thing and we're the, we're the old people. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember being the old, yeah. Older than everybody else. Yeah, and we like ran. Hair. We ran. Like, like you were older than in the age or older yes. in, in like just like. No, older experience. in age. Like, so the Panasonic put on a, a national wide um, movie making competition for grade eights between grade eights and probably grade fours. And we submitted two movies um, and we won six awards. And so then we got the opportunity to fly to Toronto. And the, yeah, I remember even the school division gave us some spending money, right? Because. Oh yeah. Remember that? They gave us like 125 bucks. Yeah. And so they flew us out there. That was when the SARS outbreak was occurring. So our, 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 our trip was delayed twice. Do you recall? Yeah. I remember my parents almost didn't want me to go because of SARS. 
Yes. Or, no, it was my mom and my dad's like, no, go. Like, it's like, yeah, what are the odds? What are you, you what's actually, the odds, right? Yeah. And don't let this. And you're, and you, you, like, I don't know, you should have a pretty decent immune system by that point. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's not like you're going to go there and boom, you're going to be the one that gets stars. Just like, don't let an opportunity like that come along yeah. and not go on it, right? But we were the older ones, I remember. It was kind of, it was an interesting thing. But like, I remember, and I really wanted to keep passionately making movies and still doing that. I lost that when but, I went to tech. But the opportunity wasn't there after that. At, no, at, it at was. Cecil. At, at Cecil, it was okay. to a certain extent. But tech had this amazing program. Yeah, right? tech had that going for them But as I well. just didn't, I couldn't, there wasn't enough peer structure. And I lost Miss Powell. Oh, yeah. And like... Ms. Bouchard, the teacher there, she was great. She's a phenomenal teacher, but she didn't fulfill what I had with Miss Powell. Oh, yeah. Right. So I always was looking for that and I had an expectation of what was successful for me. But how would Miss Bouchard ever fucking know that? And I'm just a little, you know, great tenor that not have that voice to fully, you know, to tell because I was learning things where I thought, this is boring. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I was like, fuck, we made a national fucking award. Like, what are we doing <laughs> this shit for? <laughs> you know, like, I, I didn't know how, how else you explain that to your peers in that class? Like, I mean, you want to be recognized like, at the like, same well, time. We, like, we, well, we, I, the only thing I had going for me in high school was fucking going through robotics, right? And like that, I did rather well because, you know, for three years there, we built robots that, you know, won Manitoba skills. Yeah. And then we got second out of Canada in two years and uh that was the only thing where i was actually able to like see and do and contribute to something that actually has successful run all through like my 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 entire schooling career type thing and it was just being the the, the lack of resources available but the resources that were made available it was it was kind of a strange thing because it was kind of like a fringe program. Yeah, it was. There was only, I don't, to be honest, I remember you, Nick, Middleton. Who else was in that program? It's that big guy. Cody. Yeah. Cody Haynes. That yeah. was it, eh? Uh, no, like, it, it, I remember in the the first year, like there was only like seven yeah. people. I and thought then, there was like a core group. And then group. It, it got bigger. But yeah, the, the core group uh, was only maybe half a dozen people. Yeah, yeah. It was a small niche group. You guys went to the East Coast, right? Yeah. Went to Halifax, went to Saskatoon, and went to Edmonton. That's pretty like that cool, is, That's pretty damn cool, doing that through a school program. Yeah. And getting yourselves there. Like, yeah. had you guys not put anything together, you would have not been there. No, yeah. But like, we, it was it was purely competition-based, yeah. right? But and Mr. Winters was pretty yeah. good pioneering that, right? Like, he yeah. had a different... He had some wicked socks well, and sandals all the time. No, but everything he did <laughs> Sock and was sandals. secondary to that program. Everything he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. other everything was primary. Was secondary. I agree. Like his his motivation in science class teaching us about clouds. Because he just because he because no, he, he wasn't excited. Yeah, yeah well, wasn't he just, he just about dropped it, down. Right? He just dropped down modules. Because I remember I was in that class. And the funny thing was I remember because I because I failed Miss Martin's grade ten year, and then I, so I went to great. So I had to repeat it again. But I got put in winners class, and then at that point I was just working on the robot. And I remember yeah, there was remember there was that. there was another girl in the class. She was pissed off because she's like, "How are these kids getting marks? Because they're just sitting there working on the fucking robot the entire time." And when, <laughs> and when I was getting like you know 70 percent, you know, it wasn't like the last half of the year I didn't do anything science related. I was just working on the robot. But he was a teacher that said, "Fuck this! This is what Curtis likes. Do it." And you excelled at that. Yeah. 
And it's the and, 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 and the school tried to take it away from me a few times. <laughs> we, just, we just need more. We need better support, regardless of the expectation that people have upon us. Yeah, that was a fun program. I like yeah. that. I remember you guys benefiting from that. Who else went to skills? Everyone Watson went to skills, right? Uh, for what? What did he go for? I thought he went for a wheelchair. I thought River. Oh, no. Uh, I remember Jamie welded up a yeah, sweet, Jamie, uh, Jamie it was like a solar really car. Fun. They went to the East Coast as well. There was a few. I remember there's yep. a few of you guys. Beck was there. I remember there's a uh, uh, fuck. I'm thinking of Watson for Prance. Prance. I remember that fucking clown. Brad Prance? Yeah. He went there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that clown. Why? Let's not even get into it, but that was a perspective at a different time. Really? I don't know. I always thought that guy was a clown. Well, not like a class clown type clown, just like, you know, he's an idiot clown. Because I remember I went to, I was in math with his brother, and his brother went to jail too. Like his brother's in, I think they're both in jail now. <laughs> I have I no know. idea. I have no idea. No idea. Well, because I remember yeah. Matt That's Middleton, he was he was friends with them. And I remember yeah. him telling him a few years back, he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're both in jail or something like that. But well, That's too bad. But, but you, know, uh, you always hear stories like that after high school of like someone who, I don't know, died or was a murder, did a murder or like something super successful or whatever. This is, you know, you hear all these different stories. <laughs> Those like, are always great conversation starters. Hey, so you remember so-and-so they died. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I guess and you don't want the hard to say to him. You don't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have, have your books? No, I just didn't give no. a shit about that stuff. No. Yeah. I could care less. Like, well, I, Either I have one or Ashley has one, but I remember looking through it about six so months ago. So you've got a 2007 yearbook? Yeah, I bought it to Nick, actually, because he asked if I had... There's my grad picture in that fucking yearbook. It's a fucking ugly picture. <laughs> I remember at grad, uh, you uh, did the MC Hammer shuffle across, Fuck, yeah. across the stage. Yeah. We all laughed. Yeah. It was fun. That was the, pl- that was the plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Yeah, I remember that. That was... a. Uh, I was like, hey, I graduated. I don't have to come back to this fucking bullshit. <laughs> then the real life started, eh? Yeah, no, it still hasn't started yet. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> just charging up, like charging up the springs, right? Boom. Gonna spring out. Jack in the box, right? Yeah, my fucking springs were just flattened and demolished by the end of high school. It was just, I don't know. I was just so completely ill-motivated after that. It was an experience. It was, it was, it was like I was saying. It was like I should have dropped out of high school. I feel that would have been more beneficial to me. Yeah, based on like your constant interactions with these types of teachers, like it seemed like, and I'm not saying this is in any bad way. You need you needed a certain type of teacher to help you succeed in a certain way. Just being in a more environment that I was like yeah. able to excel in, or just allowed yourself to be yourself. And not just be always being punished for just being yourself. I know they're trying to conform and trying to, hey, you can't do that because you can't do that in society. But maybe if you, you know, were allowed to do what you do and you just, like Chris said, started your own company instead of working for someone else. He was so empowered. He felt so embraced and had the information. Well, I just, the thing is, I don't think the school had the resources to do comedy no, then. Because they, they, it's just like, because I remember, I I remember seeing do. that with uh, uh, Math Prasad. The the year I got kicked out because I was uh, skipping class, but the and then I had to repeat it. But the year I got kicked out, there was like nobody in the class, and he just was like, "Ah, oh, you guys could just leave like half an hour early." Oh, really? And then the, there was only maybe like a dozen of us at, at tops on that year, maybe less, maybe eight, maybe half a dozen kids would show up. 
in that that year. And then the following year, they just dumped on him. He had a full stat class. There was no single seats in that room that were empty. Really? Eh? And he was a completely different teacher. Com- oh. Absolutely completely different teacher. He was a chill Caribbean dude. And then he became a fucking, you know, uh, a hard tyrant after the, 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 we got loaded with kids. Felt Probably. bad for him because I see it too. And, and like, because he, I remember he, one time he, 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 called me out he's like curtis i want you to see if you could be quiet <laughs> and it completely backfired on because like <laughs> i was able to be quiet but everyone around me was trying to get me to talk oh, oh yeah and it's just it, it, like we were, and they were all laughing too because they were like that is like his goal was for us to focus but now all we could try to do is try to get you to talk and it, it was just like ah you know playing by his rules here but i felt bad for the guy because he got fucked over at the end of there hmm yeah, chill Caribbean dude the previous yeah, year, hard tyrant the next year. Ah, it's tech too bad, Vok, eh? just, just mold. Walking just down memory lane of tech fuck. <laughs> I would never do that again. School? Fuck. No. I don't even like school today. When I had to go to university, I fucking hated every day. Every day I went there. It was not, I was doing it for a formality. It was nothing to do with passion. Yeah. Least. Oh, yeah. Nothing you actually wanted to do. No, right? I feel like that's a lot of my life. <laughs> in retrospect is just I felt like I needed to do it I was fitting a different template for someone else that had an expectation of me and yeah looking back it's been hard to process all of that because it's been a lot of my life of that not to say I'm unhappy like there's so many great things to be happy for and I do cherish a lot of it but at the same time it's like wow like if I had the knowledge I have now like it, things would be vastly different and school and what i took in which is i don't know i should be totally different man it'd be vastly different in some light i'd just be fucking roaming the world man i'd just be like how julian was when oh yeah you know i just be, through rome and italy who the like, fuck cares at that point yeah. just living life and experience and hitchhiking to uh hearing was stories quebec quebec city yeah Trau did Riviere. he graduate yeah. Yeah, he graduated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's same a smart year. dude. Yeah. He no Julian was smart. Like he was See very smart kid. Week. Very smart yeah, dude. He's, he's an awesome guy. Working at Falafel. Yeah, yeah, nice. He's traveled the world, seen a lot of cool stuff. Bye. Done a lot of cool stuff. But I think my like there was there was dreams I had, man. There was dreams. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> and it bothers me. I remember like he being in like middle school and he said, you know what? Once I'm done high school, I want a few friends and we're just gonna travel like North America for two months. That's an expensive dream. Yeah. Who cares? We'll get there. We'll do it. We'll yeah. do it collectively. The fuck did that go? Because I had to get to a job. I, I felt really pressured to get to a job and I had an opportunity and I couldn't let that waste because there wasn't a lot. I wasn't going to school. I didn't like school. So why would I pay and be in debt for that? It didn't make sense. It didn't add up logically. Right. So like. It uh, sucks. I, I always I felt like the, the, the worst thing that they tell kids is you could be anything. Well, I kind of feel that's such a, a, a large existential thing to put on a kid. I, I think it's a statement that's overused, but yeah. I do feel there's validity to it. Like well, I yeah. feel like whatever you do want to but do, they should you be, can you can be anything, it. but that, that should be the more accurate statement. They, they say a lot too, is like, you know, the art and, you know, we're on the backside of millennials or the front. Uh, I I think we're in the middle. (sighs) Okay, whatever. Say for we are millennials. You know, the generation says you guys are always 85 to 93 or something like that. Okay. I think that's the spectrum. The thought is like we're always told we're special and we can do anything we want. 
But I think where they lacked was they never told us how we were special. Ah, uh, so we're just like, yeah, we're special. That's a, that's a good yeah, distinction. We're yeah. special. Yeah, we get awards and we get things, and yeah, great. Yeah, we're special. Like, why do I get this? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm special. So then there's this innate like, yeah, I'm. I should get it because right, I'm special. Like we all are special. Every human's special, right? It's just they were saying that with good intentions, but they weren't practically put into play of why we're special. Well, even then, like for, for, for my example, going through high school, there were everything else I just didn't really give a fuck about. Actually, I did pursue things that, you know, I felt interested because I went through automotive and went through uh, IT and I went through robotics. Nice. But, uh, and you know, I, I, I went through all of them and enjoyed them thoroughly, but uh, I just, I went through things I felt was, uh, was interested in, right? Mm. Not necessarily as I'm going to become a, go through a career in all this. I was like, oh, I want to check these things out. But uh, see, I never had that. In, they they I were they that. were just it just seemed to me they were just trying to actively discourage that type of behavior. And any shit that I was special in, they were like, no, you can't be. You're too special. Yeah. And it was like that's that was kind of the impression I got. Like, no, I was then a lot of it. I was valid. You know, them. I was challenging them. Right. Yeah. But it was it was just like man, like it just further backfire on them. Where I was just like man, like. It just pushed me away. I was like, fuck you guys. Fuck this, fuck this environment. Was, there was, was a lot of bullshit. There was a lot of pressure on us and still is for children, kids today. I remember going in and being like, I have to take these certain classes to have the opportunity to go to university. I don't even like to go to this class, but I have to because then I close the door. <laughs> like for a, a grade 10 and grade 11 or. See, I never had that door. It, it that door was oh, that door was always closed for me from you, like from like grade three on. So you felt okay. You so like I was like like I was you felt before, like you couldn't go to university. It was never something that was ever in in my perspective. Were you like ever? Oh, okay. It was never something they they, they ever because I was like I was the kid put out in the hallway. Yeah, that's fair. So I was just You're kind of, labeled. I was, yeah, I was. Yeah. It certainly was, and I, I kind of escaped that label of going to tech vodka. So everyone I knew went to uh Daniel Mac. Oh, okay. So only like maybe two or three kids that went from uh, Isaac Brock to tech Falk. But uh at that point it was I mean like from what I went there to pursue because I like robotics. Yeah. And then the one thing I was good at, they just were actively trying to uh prevent me or to, to they were using that more of a, as a tool to it was something I was good at, so they used that as a tool to threaten me. All right, if, if we if you don't get in line, we're gonna take that away from you. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, I see how your game is played now. You, I do something good, and then you threaten that good thing to encourage me to do better in this shit I don't give a shit about. Yeah, it's unfair. I think that's garbage. It's just too much pressure. Tech these kids. was a school that was always like a more practical school, though. Because it was because remember like the it was like all right, we're gonna teach you how to do a job and type of thing. It wasn't like I didn't never really was in around. Uh, programs where they were like, yeah, you're going to go to a university. That was never See, like my and I, I I'll say like I went to tech Falk. I probably shouldn't have because my intentions was not to do anything skilled in labor. It was more just about getting credits to go to university program. So it's school wasn't the that school probably wasn't the best for me, but all my friends went there. So I went through a stage in like early junior high where I had no friends, you know, very little friends and they weren't even friends. They were just acquaintances. So there was no way I was going to go through that process again. So I opt to tech Falk. Mm. I knew it wasn't the best school for me, but I just felt very obligated because of the insecurities that I did carry. So 
going i could care less about those fucking shops at the time looking back i would have loved to take them because now i don't know that shit well i mean readily. It, i regret not taking to it to a full fuller extent too. me because yeah. like, i looked back and i was like man machine shop fuck me if i would have had you know access to that now yeah like, exactly like that would have been yeah. real fun Hmm. Especially because I, I remember going down there because like no training on the machine shop whatsoever. I remember another student I was using their drill press and I was just like, "Hey, could you, I don't know how to do any of this." He's like, "Man, I, I was trained on this for like a week, two weeks. Hmm. Why are you down here using this?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was just like, can you just do this for me?" <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, taking out pieces of stainless steel and people were getting mad. They'd be like, "Who's cut stainless steel?" And I'm like, "I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I just needed a piece of metal. I wasn't educated into which pieces were what." And it's weird with education because have you guys heard of these met schools? No. So no. they, huh? No. So um, essentially, you, I don't know if it fully. So, you know, I'm sure people listening, would just, I'm not doing the greatest job. But essentially, you you stay with the one teacher your whole time Oh, through high school. Okay. And you stay with the same kind of work group and the work people. And then you get opportunities. So say if you wanted to be going this type of field, you can go and try it. And you, it's a trial and great this is awesome and you can apply it and no i'm dropping back from this and go something else and they totally support you and are okay with that and so now they there are these med schools around now funding's being cut so now there is no med schools now which i was like what What kind of school is this this is awesome no they're trying to cut them i think nationwide is this was is this something that's new or has it been around quite a while or met school was for a while i think so that's know. generally how a school would work for like, you know, a small town. But this was a, this was a, like, there's med schools in Winnipeg and I've heard them outside this, not outside the city, but outside of Winnipeg, like a central big populace. So they were around and they were, there were something that you could, you know, go into, but now they're pulling back, which I thought, fuck, we're going, we should be going that way where you're, you create a relationship with the teacher and they have some buy-in. You know how many teachers I'm sure I'm like, I can't wait till this fucking semester is over. Well, because you know? I bet you like there's a quite a bit of a vetting process to find that right teacher to be that person to st- sure. see someone through with for four years, right? So oh, for sure. So you probably do get a pretty devoted individual who wants yeah, to exactly. see them succeed and like help them through whatever they need help with, right? But it's too bad those fundings are being cut. That's, that's too a, bad. That's a great program, right? Because yeah. like if you're in that same scenario with all those ad- attributes from when you were younger... Now you have a teacher who says, you know what? This kid's not going anywhere. I can help him. I can support him. Yeah, but if the kid, the teacher hates the kid. That's not the, that, I don't think those teachers are going in those programs, essentially. Yeah, you but have you, you got to play to the lowest common denominator, in my opinion, because at that point, so you've got to, like, there's a, there's a potential outcome. You've got to have a, a, a situation prepared for that. Maybe, maybe certain teachers wouldn't fit a kid, so maybe they go to a different program or a different teacher. I'm sure that's that would be an option. But at that point, where are you willing to dismiss a one expensive teacher to just for just a single kid? No, I don't I'm think saying the kid would probably move over to a different class. And you know, I could bombard you with hypotheticals in that regard, but I just it just seems like there doesn't seem like they put enough resources into it to to figure out if it was any good or not. Because well, it worked for a lot of people, and there's a lot of people within that programs that have benefited from that. Yeah, and but it sounds like the government was just like, well, you know, we didn't figure out if it worked well or not because there, it wasn't big enough. But we look at education today and we're saying how there's so many fucking things broken and there's one streamline that appears to be working. But it's probably cost more. It probably cost more. Yeah. Right? Because there's more devotion and attention and understanding and 
resources, they probably get better opportunity. So I'm curious now. All right. So because that's obvious because I would agree, put more money into education is important. I, my personal opinion is they just they should just arbitrarily just all right every class size just it's, it's halved. That'd be a, if that was a that should be a pursuit for any government. All right. From this point on, we're going to try to have class sizes. That'd be just a simple thing. But down down that route like so would you would have to effectively sacrifice something to because you can't just we'll be taxed out through the asshole for paying money for education i would just wish there was more um transparency with how we could tax when we send 200 and x million dollars to the hillary clinton foundation or i, I wonder why or, or across or the seas giving a couple billion dollars to gm and they, sure. they just close down the plant there you anyway go. i mean that that's, that's what i, I mean that's that's, that's what bullshit. i get at too or is, uh I think we are we are overtaxed, and maybe this, you know, the just the environmental pursuits I think are just uh, are are in the wrong mindset. Hmm. Yeah, just just closing that point. Basically, I think sure if there was more money into the education system. That's what, the what I was getting spectrum. at. Is, is like you'd have to for improved education. I, something's got to go. And I, I think that maybe that corruption should go. <laughs> Yeah, but, what, you, but you know, know but I mean? you, but that's I, you, but all right, but corruption is, I would say, a cons- is a, is a conspiracy. It's a, it's not, it's it, it's it's there and not there. No, I'm not saying it's not there. Okay, what I'm saying is, it, it's it's there and not there at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, no one wants to. You know it exists, it. but the amount of work and effort to prove it exists because people are really clever at hiding their 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 dealings. So that to say, all right, we we stamp out a corruption to get the extra dollars. It's like I don't really feel that's like a, a, a legitimate political hill to stand on. I think which some people would have to sit down and be like, all right, if we need to do education, we got to sacrifice this money we're dumping into environmental reform or something. We should divert some more uh, of our financial resources, I'd say into the education system for sure. Cause I think once you have like a highly educated, intelligent country, man, like that, that affects everything. If every single person growing through our system is educated, mm-hmm. everything else will like be better off. Sure. Every other system will be affected by that. Right. Yeah, I agree. Bring 100%. You through, train them as best as you can make them smart. Who knows what that little individual will grow up to be. They might change the healthcare system. They might yeah. change environment, po- politics, blah, blah, blah. But give them the best kind of structure and foundation you can start off on. But like to your point, there's no point going right now and throwing that money onto the education system because it's corrupt. So let's get the corruption out first. And then we have an opportunity to better but our you education. Don't, but you're, that's what I'm saying, though. If you just say you got to get the corruption out, I mean, you're just you're just talking about. I don't, I don't know how like we're, we're hour and 41 minutes in here. Like how deep do you want me to get into corruption? Like, I feel like I, that's all I talk about it. I feel kind of like, all right, but what I'm saying though is I'm just saying on a very basic scale, there's a lot of corruption. Once we clear those barriers, there'll be a lot more opportunity. So let's not worry about how we're not being opportunity. We don't have the opportunity now because we're not going to get there if there's corruption. So get the barrier out of the way. I'm telling you right now, you can't get rid of corruption. I have faith. All right, you have faith, exactly. But that's what else? But you want me? But but you know, and I'll say this: five years ago. All right, hypothetically, you can't get rid of corruption. Then corruption's always going to be there. It's a rise in consciousness. I think what's no, 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 not no, not no point counterpoint here. I'm giving you a scenario where all right, so you want you got to increase the uh, education system budget. What are you sacrificing? And you can't say get rid of corruption because corruption will always be there. That is money that will be pissed away. Regardless, 
That is that 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 is the cost. Disagree, hundred percent. No, 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 not disagreeing. This is the scenario I'm creating. So you're just you're creating a scenario I don't believe in. The cost is this is a scenario I'm presenting you with. How how do you react accordingly? What what is worth chopping to improve education? Corruption is a cost of doing business. I I would say there's always that's like you know when you try to make a deal with someone, the idea is try to get more out from the deal than the other person gets out. That's not corruption. That's just fucking getting a better no, deal. Yeah, that, yeah, but that's but that uh, someone who's corrupt would say the same the thing. Same one thing and doing another. Yeah, because you're, you're getting yourself a better deal. For, you're benefiting. I don't from, know. That's, that's corruption. Different. Corruption is a, is a selfish pursuit. I would feel, but regardless of that, corruption is lying. Though it's a selfish pursuit. Right. I there's probably a thin line here where we probably agree on, but no, I don't no, think no, it's, but what I'm saying is though, in a scenario where you can't get rid of corruption. And you want to improve education, and you can't. And there's X amount of dollars. It's it is uh, X amount of dollars. It's not a value that you can get. It's it's irrelevant. What are my options? Like, what are you presenting? What what is the thing you're thinking well, of? I like, guess if so, I have right, to get so, rid of right, healthcare so, right, for so, education. Right, no, so yeah, all right, yeah, okay, right, so that's so you got education, healthcare, military spending, um, uh, maybe military environmental spending, spending um, maybe that too, uh, social reforms. Um, uh, Oh, these are so deep topics, though. You know, like I can't give a. Oh I yeah, can't I mean, provide I'm, I'm not, you. Yeah, I know that. I know I'm not expected. Like what I'm just saying, like you would have to. What I'm saying is, you would have to sacrifice one of those because we can't just be constantly, perpetually taxed more and more and more. Because eventually, your take-home pay is going to be nothing. But that's what I'm saying with what you're indicating is there's there's barriers in our way, and you're telling me not to look at the barriers. The barriers. I'm are saying real. the barriers are always going to be there. I don't think so, though. I don't think so. Okay. I don't believe that. Okay. I, I, I truly believe those barriers are going to come through. So I, All right. So I can't. So my scenario is invalid then. Well, in my reality, like I, I can have a conversation about it. But to be honest, I haven't put it a lot enough thought to give a reasonable response. So to me, it would just be something I have to think of right now all right. and then look back later and say, fuck, I didn't really all think right. of it we're, that way. Well, don't worry about that because okay. this is a conversation we're not going to not have again. I guarantee that. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But so, all right. So the, of, this, of, the, of the things I briefly mentioned, what do you feel of those would you be willing to take less away, more take away from to accommodate for education? Well, education starts with a lot of things, right? Like if you're better educated, maybe you don't need as much health care. Maybe you take care yeah. of your body, you know, no, stuff yeah. like that. No, yeah, right? that's, so that's, 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 that's a good point. That's my initial thought. That's the train I would go down is we are over medicated. We're, we're, we're seeing, we go to emergency rooms cause I have fucking, and you know, for very minute things, it's not essentially emergency where maybe there's a, you know, a satellite healthcare facility that says, you know what? Yeah. You're, you're dealing with an asthmatic problem here. We'll give you a steroid inhaler for the evening and provide you this. Maybe I don't need to go to a, a, you know, an emergency room for that. Maybe a better healthcare system will allow for, um, so a more efficient healthcare system you feel would, efi- be, a, I would, would say be a benefit say of education. Efficiencies in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Efficiencies in general where we can educate our, ourselves more into, things that we're more passionate about while not being so forced to to learn things we're not. Well, as we come to our closing thoughts on Thought Not Radio, <laughs> what do we take away from this? What are we closing uh what are our closing thoughts, Kyle? What did we learn today? Yeah. This reminds me of Jerry Springer when he says that, that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I was trying to think of how he worded it, but something like that, right? Uh the final thought, Jerry's final thought. 
Kyle, what's your final thought? Keep having these conversations. Hey, nice. Keep on working hard. Hey, we kind of, we kind of, we kind of, we kind of went all, all, you know, through a few, uh, through a few different uh, topics there. Yeah. What did yeah. we start out about? We started talking immigration. about immigration. Yeah, immigration. Education system. Dreams. Jobs. School. My, School. my 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 education specifically. Yeah. Curtis's <laughs> childhood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris's lineage. lineage. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Lineage. Briefly there. Yeah. Maybe I'm related to Vladimir. I don't know. Confirmation of my colonist status amongst Métis. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, a, there's, a, there's so much to talk about, right? And it's great. It's great to have it. Like there's been time, and I'm not going to get too fur, much further into this, but it's just, it's, it's just great to talk. And because what this podcast has helped me is just helped to formulate my own opinion. So what we need to get on next, though, is aliens. Oh, that's welcome to a two-part special. Yeah, no, yeah, no that's, do, that's, that's, like that's a, an eight a whole day on a weekend or something. You just it's gonna take a while. <laughs> like if we want to get really in depth with it, it would be great to be able to show things. Yeah, and we we can do that. Like yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that'd be cool. Because you know, it's just about our opinions and thoughts, just getting us to where we it's are. How we're getting to the truth, truth and transparency, <laughs> man. Going balls deep. Let's do it. Fuck. <laughs> <Alien>. <laughs> yeah that, that'd be a great podcast but i to me uh, i need to ready myself because it's, it's just it, i feel i'm good right now let's go <laughs> <laughs> second wind day eh? yeah <laughs> we've already had we've already had a bit of this conversation yesterday yeah we did yeah, yeah. That, was, that was fun well too. that yeah. was really fun yeah. It, yeah. it can be fun i just want to avoid the debate club and just have a no that's happening yeah <laughs> I don't. Like, what's happens. the point of debate? No one. I don't. I never feel I win a debate, even if though I do. So final thought: work hard, persevere for your goals, do what's right, podcast away. Follow your dreams. Follow your excitement. Much love. Take care. <laughs>